Hello, everyone, uh, and welcome to our Global Industry Spotlight this week. Uh, every week, we talk to entrepreneurs, organizations, people who are building interesting things in the creative industries. Um, if you can find these conversations on Spotify. We also stream live to LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. My name is Daniel Crane. I'm the uh, program director at the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. Uh, you can check out our website at ccglobal.org. You know, we are working and building resources for the creative industries, right? So we aggregate workshops, we create our own workshops, we put together networking events. You know, we talk to entrepreneurs and ask them, you know, what, what are some of the needs in the industry? Um, it's, you know, it's been great really getting to know on a local level and a, a global level how people are, you know, approaching the creative industries. But today, which I'm really excited about, is we're going to kind of approach it from an academic standpoint. Um, our guest, uh, Pablo J. Boschkowski, is the Hamed bin Khalifa Altani professor uh, in the Department of Communication Studies at Northwestern University. He is the founder and director of the Center for Latinx Digital Media and faculty director of the Master of Science in Leadership for Creative Enterprises program, both at Northwestern and co-founder and co-director of the Center for the Study of Media and Society in Argentina, uh, a joint initiative between Northwestern and Universidad uh, de San Andreas in Buenos Aires. In 2020, he was named Fellow of the International Communication Association. His research program examines the dynamics of digital culture from a comparative perspective. He's the author of six books, four edited volumes, and over 50 journal articles. Three of his books are being published in 2021. One, Abundance on the, appearance, uh, on the Experience, excuse me, on the experience of living in a world of information plenty. Uh, the Digital Environment, How We Live, Learn, Work, and Play Now, and the Journalism Manifesto. Um, I, I really, you know, my mother is a professor. I, I, I admire people who are publishing work, who are doing the research, um, and, and will have some insight. So let's bring him into uh, the conversation. Hi, Pablo. Hi, Daniel. Thank you very much for having me in your program, and thank you for your very kind introduction. Yeah, it, it, it's it's good to have you. Um, you know, I, I'm excited. You're the first, you know, um, academic that we've had on our global industry spotlight, uh, and, and so it, it's really great to connect with somebody, you know, who has done the research, who has looked at it, um, you know, from a, a micro and a macro level, um, you know, and, and kind of sees, you know, what's happening in the in the creative industries in digital media. Um, these are really important and future setting things. But before we get into all of that, you know, can you give us a little bit, uh, you know, of your background um, and kind of your journey? I know you've been at Northwestern for a while in here, but just a little bit about you. Excellent, of course. Um, so I was born and raised in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, I uh, came to the U.S. Uh, in uh, the middle of 1994, first for graduate school at Northwest, at, I'm sorry, Cornell University. Well, I came for that, and then uh, I ended up staying. I, uh, when I finished my PhD, I got a job at MIT. Uh, in the Sloan School of Management, uh, teaching um, organizational behavior, you know, the people side of management, if you wish. Um, my specialty um, since days of grad school was, uh, you know, the media industry. So um, after a few years at MIT, I was contacted by Northwestern to see if I wanted to join its faculty uh, to help build a new, exciting uh, interdisciplinary doctoral program. 
uh, on media, technology, and society. And I decided that that was um, an interesting uh, opportunity. Um, the Academy is uh, unlike, uh, say, the creative enterprises, is uh, much more slow moving. Um, so the opportunity to build a new doctoral program, help build a new doctoral program was enticing to me. So I came on board and uh, I've been here uh, ever since, among other um, uh, duties in addition to you know, teaching, research and number of service uh, commitments um, in a 2013 or 2014, um, I was asked uh, if I wanted to be the first faculty director um, of a new exciting program uh, that the Dean's Office and a former colleague of mine who were, was living at the time uh, had uh, designed the uh, Master of Science in Leadership for Creative Enterprises. Again, it's rare for you know academic uh, environments, academic institutions to develop, build something new, and that has always enticed me. So I have an entrepreneurial side uh, to myself. So um, I accepted the invitation to be the first faculty director. I ran it. I helped you know, launch it and run it for the first three years. Once the program was sort of uh, steady after experiencing firsthand what being an entrepreneur actually means, <laughs> um, I, um, I stepped out of uh, the day-to-day -day management. I kept teaching in it, but I stepped out of that to focus on uh, finishing one of the books that you mentioned, uh, Abundance. Um, you know, the research was done, but it was a very, very large scale project and I needed more time to focus on the writing. And uh, when that was more or less, uh, it wasn't finished, but the first full version was done, uh, the, the dean at the time uh, asked me if I could step back in at the helm. Um, that was in May uh, 2020. And I um, agreed. And so now I'm on my second tour of duty uh, <laughs> running this wonderful program that we have. It's been around for six years uh, or seven years. I can't remember. Now it's probably been around now for seven years. Um, uh, we are, you know, you know, working on our eighth cohort uh, now, you know, fine tuning the curriculum, um, uh, doing admissions and all of that. Yeah, and I, I can you give a little overview, you know, of the program? I think, um, like you said, it is very unique for a university to put a program out like this. I mean, especially in in our world, when you mention creative industries, a lot of people really don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, can you talk a little bit about just what what the program takes you through um, in general? Absolutely, it is a one year. 12-month uh, professional uh, master's program, uh, full-time, although we do have usually a percentage of the student body uh, that does it part-time, and in that case, it ends up being two years uh, for most people. Um, we Northwestern is on a quarter system, um, so we have four quarters, each of 10 weeks of duration, fall, winter, spring, and then the summer is eight weeks of duration. Um, we have classes in Evanston for winter and spring, and then the summer is a time in which students do either one of three things. They do an internship, they do a applied project, or they do a thesis um, with um, supervision. We continue running classes, but students are spread out geographically. 
Um, so what that means is that um, the classes are uh, online in the summer. Um, they've always been before the pandemic because again, people were spread out everywhere. Right. Um, the first uh, three quarters of the fall, winter, uh, spring have a series of core classes and elective classes that take you through a combination of uh, the essential disciplines of leadership and uh, focus classes on the creative enterprises. And for us, we had a very interdisciplinary program. The creative enterprises run um, the gamut mm-hmm. of anything from film and entertainment to music, uh, video games, uh, performing arts like dance, theater, etc. Fine right. arts. Um, you know, galleries, museums, so on and so forth. We believe that each of these disciplines have a unique uh, focus, but there are underlying dynamics that cut across all of them. And that's why we have developed this program in a very interdisciplinary fashion. And in that sense, the combination that it is very interdisciplinary is not so uh, nonprofit arts management, or it's not media management, right? It's everything and that it is a one-year program make it very unique uh, mm-hmm. when we launched um you know we had a small cohort the first time now we are four to five times bigger um and that's where we want to be in terms of student body now we have 68 students um and um so it's a program that because of its size which is what i would call a small medium size program allows mm-hmm. for individualized instruction yet a scale where you can do lots of things in terms of mixing different people into different groups and uh, have electives with enough number of people um, so that they can have a a lot of diversity in the classroom uh, of experiences, uh, trajectories, interests, uh, positionalities, etc. And and the people that have come out of um, the program has there been a trend of what uh, what they get into? Are they uh, did they start their own businesses or are, are they do they kind of go into specific fields um, that they were studying? You know, what's the trend in terms of you know? Okay, I, I've got this amazing degree from Northwestern. You know, I'm going to head in this direction. I'm just curious. Yeah, that's that's an excellent question. So entrepreneurship has always been an important part of the program. Um, we have a class devoted to that. And we utilize all of the resources that Northwestern uh, has for people who have an entrepreneurial bent to connect with other people, to connect with funders, uh, to develop their ideas, etc. Um, I would say the following, that the pattern is no pattern. Um, so anywhere <laughs> from people who start their own companies to right. people who work for some of the largest uh, corporations in the sector from Alphabet, this Google's parent company, mm-hmm. um, to Disney, right? Um, right. The other interesting thing is that um, most people come having had some experience or, you know, an education in one particular discipline, like theater management or um, experience being an agent in Hollywood, etc. And they normally want to deepen their knowledge within the sector in general and within their discipline in particular with an eye to progressing in their careers in 
pair discipline. But I would say 40 to 50% of students at the end of a program pivot to a completely different uh, discipline within the creative enterprises as a result of having been exposed systematically to the wider gamut. So um, I remember uh, somebody in the second cohort who was an entrepreneur in theater in the Chicagoland area who wanted to you know, move, do that at a sort of regional or national scale, uh, now works in Disney for content production. Uh, I remember right. another student who wanted to uh, have a career in cultural heritage institutions, in museums, who now works in marketing at Google. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I could run you know, uh, the gamut. And yeah. it's super exciting about yeah. the program. Right and and, yeah. and the network of opportunities uh, that that brings to people. That, yeah, that's that's fantastic. I love the the cultural heritage to a, a marketer at, at Google. You know, um, I'll be honest. I'm someone that actually has looked at the program a couple times. You know, right. um, who uh, you know is exactly in that position where I have a lot of experience. Uh, you know, in the music industry and and. Um, uh, you know, and looking at, at, you know, expanding the network and learning more and, and doing a deeper dive. Um, so it's it's really great that you have, you know, these programs uh, available for people to, you know, continue mm -hmm. the work, continue, um, you know, their own education. And and like you said, to pivot or have exposure to different things of like, oh, I really want to go this route. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that makes a, a career uh, very exciting. Um, Glad to hear to to transition uh, to some of the work that you've been doing, mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about um, your work uh, and your book, Abundance? Um, it, it sounds very interesting to me. And, and I think, uh, you know, it, yeah, I'm just curious what it's about. I mean, am I, um, you know, just understanding how digital media works and how there is an absolute, absolutely, you know, overabundance of content and things out there and, and how that affects, you know, um, human existence and how it affects us on a daily life and, and kind of, you know, uh, you know, what that means for us. I'm, I'm just curious what the, what is the book and what is the research that's been done? Absolutely. So abundance uh, came out with Oxford university press in 2021. Um, it's a result of a five year, uh, process. Um, the first, uh, 22 months were devoted to the actual research and the research was, 158 interviews with people from all walks of life, um, all positionalities, age groups, um, anything from a doorman to an astronomer and anything in between. Um, and uh, I combined that with a survey um, of digital um, entertainment and news consumption. Uh, then the other 28 months or so were devoted to the analysis and the writing. And the focus is trying to understand what is the experience of living in a world with more information than ever before in the history of humanity. Ever before. This is not the first time in history where society has experienced a sudden leap in the amount of information. That happened in antiquity, that happened in the uh, Middle Ages, uh, that in the late Middle Ages in particular, that happened in the Renaissance with the printing press, and that happened in the Enlightenment, the 18th century. Um, so part of what I tried to do in the book is look at these other instances in history, right? draw upon what we know happened then to try to understand 
what is similar now and what is different now in terms mm. of this massive leap. Because really this amount of information that we get through social media, through the web, through mobile, uh, through my smartwatch, etc., um, it's really of the past 25 years, right? right. Um, give or take, which historically is not a huge period of time for society to adapt to. So in the book, I try to understand um, essentially how people process this in their daily lives, right? Um, what information means to them, what kinds of things they do, and what routines combine the different small practices and how that affects um, how do they get news, how do they get entertainment, and how they manage social media and mobile devices, right? And how that affects self, friends, family, and work. Yeah. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is something that I, I think about a lot, you know, on, on a daily basis of, you know, how, uh, you know, my, my kids are affected by it. Um, you know, uh, I, I keep we, we keep screens away from our kids. They're both under five. Um, you know, how much of my usage of uh, of the phone and TV and screens and, and, and the amount. And also, I am, I'm always curious in, about, uh, you know, the amount of information that I consume. But what is the amount of information I remember? You know, um, you know, and that's something that, uh, you know, when when you're scrolling it, 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 you know, it's great to see all these things. But what is it that actually I am absorbing, you know, is the question. So um, sounds like a, a, a very interesting um, book. So I, I'm, I'm going to put uh, just the website below. You can check out, uh, you know, what what, what Pablo's doing. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, this Latinx digital media um, mm -hmm. uh, organization. Uh, that you started. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, the Center for Latinx Digital Media um, is something I founded at Northwestern um, in September. We launched in September of uh, 2020. Um, it was in the works for quite some time before then. Um, it is an academic initiative where we are trying to host events that we host every week, every Thursday, uh, open uh, online uh, conversations uh, with colleagues uh, who are Latinx and or Latin American um, doing research on issues having to do with digital media. We have a wonderful talk today by a colleague at the University of Colorado that I invite everybody who hasn't registered yet and is interested to, to join us. Mm -hmm. um, we are trying to showcase the great research that uh, Latinx, Latino, Latina, uh, people are doing in the States and also colleagues from Latin America mm -hmm. um, as a way of building community. The Latina, Latino population, Latinx population in the U.S. is close to 20% now. And there are 650 million uh, people living in Latin America. And another 30 million or so either U.S. Latinos or Latin Americans living in other parts of the world. So total population is probably 750 to 100 million. Um, so part of what we're trying to do is to build community through sharing knowledge. Um, we also do uh, research and um, we are going to develop a series of uh, educational programs, uh, courses, etc. at uh, Northwestern. It is a, an acknowledgement of the growth of the U.S. Latino population and also trying to explore its connections 
uh, with uh, the people in Latin America. There are two separate um, groups, but there are lots of uh, connections historically and you know, contemporaneously, and that's part of what we're trying to do. It has grown massively. Um, our seminars, for instance, during the first year were attended by people from 45 countries. Um, the, the, wow. the beauty of, uh, you know, the world of information abundance is right. that you can host this and people can join from all over. And we have a YouTube channel. So if you miss the seminar, you can go on the YouTube channel and we put all of them uh, there and you can watch them there. We know that, you know, you know, people teaching in different universities have used different seminars in their classroom, etc. It's a way of showcasing, building community, and spreading the word. Yeah, that that that's incredible. Um, I, I founded a, a a festival with um, uh, a group called Future Roots out of Chicago, mm -hmm. and it's called Latin Next. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, it's looking at uh, kind of second generation um, Latin you know, kids who are making music that mm -hmm. is kind of honoring the, the traditions of where their parents are from or grandparents are from, um, but infusing more modern uh, sounds cool. into it. Um, and there's just kind of this, this really fascinating uh, cross-cultural um, connections um, and, and, and amazing sounds, really. And it's, and it's exciting to, you know, to, to witness that. I feel like that is, um, you know, the beauty of innovation and of, of mm -hmm. you know, community and cultural community and, and kind Absolutely. of learning about you know, what's out there. Um, well, you know, Pablo, I could talk to you all day. There's lots of things that, uh, you know, that you're doing that are, are really interesting. I, I appreciate you taking the time today to talk to us. Um, you know, everyone, I'm going to put, again, just the website. Uh, you know, if you're interested in the program, you know, check out Northwestern, check out, um, you know, what they're doing with the creative enterprises. It's, you know, it's a really interesting program, one that I'm interested in as well. Um, also with the Latinx Digital Media and his book coming out. Uh, you know, Pablo's building a lot of really interesting uh, things and, and talking about stuff that's relevant for all of us. So, Pablo, again, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much for having me in the show. And if anybody wants to connect, you can uh, look me up on my website and I'll reply to your email. Excellent. All right, Pablo, thanks a lot. You're welcome. There you have it, everyone. Pablo Boskowski from Northwestern University. Uh, you know, who is doing the research and the work uh, of kind of, you know, our current landscape. Um, you know, the book that he's writing about sounds very interesting. Um, how, are, how are we going to progress with all this information? What is this doing to our society? Also, he's the faculty director, you know, um, of the uh, actual Master of Science and Leadership for Creative Enterprises. It's a long name, but it's a really interesting program. I've looked it up multiple times. Um, definitely go and check that out. Um, next week, uh, we will have Jack Kay from Tex Watt, who's building interesting um, amplifiers for guitars. Uh, my name is Daniel Crane. I am the direct program director for the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. Uh, grateful to be with all of you today. Wishing you a, a very great week. Um, and let us know if you have any questions. And we will see you next time. Take care.